Welcome to Come Follow Me Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode 37. Uh, this week we are getting into the book of Isaiah. We are in uh, chapters 1 through 12. And first thing I want to say is don't panic. Um, Isaiah is a wonderful book of scripture. Awesome opportunity for us to study it. Uh, it can be intimidating, uh, but it's full of wisdom and inspiration and promises from the Lord to the house of Israel. So this is a great opportunity we have. Um, Jesus Christ specifically recommended the words of Isaiah to the Nephites when he was there and visited him in America. Nephi took time to copy more than a dozen chapters straight out of Isaiah into his own personal journal into the small plates of Nephi. Uh, Jacob quoted Isaiah as well. Um, Abinadi too. It's just an awesome, awesome book of scripture. It's really good stuff. Sometimes I think we're prone to skip it because we like the scriptures that are more story driven, um, maybe easier to understand. But uh, I think if we skip Isaiah, we do ourselves a disservice. Um, as you might have guessed, the author of Isaiah is Isaiah. He was a resident of Jerusalem, lived there probably about 100 years or so before Lehi, just to give you some uh, perspective there. In the Bible Dictionary, it says, Isaiah is one of the most quoted of all the prophets, being more frequently quoted than Jesus, Paul, Peter, and John in his revelation than any other Old Testament prophet. Likewise, the Book of Mormon and the Doctrine of Covenants quote from Isaiah more than from any other prophet. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe one of the reasons that um, we're so, some people are so prone to skip Isaiah is because maybe it's so important. Maybe Satan's working on us, trying to get us to skip it. But anyway, it's great stuff. And now we have a wonderful opportunity to discover it, discover it again using the Come Follow Me curriculum which will help us uh, kind of dive into it. So I guess it's just a reminder to look differently at things. Um, and I talk about this with people all the time uh, in mental health and my mental health experiences with them. Um, I mean, let's say you had a bad experience with Isaiah many years ago. You couldn't really get through it. You couldn't understand it. It doesn't mean you're going to have a bad experience now. Um, things change over time. We change over time. And like I said, I talk about this in mental health all the time. People will say, well, I, I, I tried therapy 10 years ago and it didn't work. Well, you're a different person now than you were 10 years ago. And maybe even the, the same approaches work better now than they did then. Or, but then things change. Things get refined. There's new approaches. There's new approaches. All sorts of um, different things that we can do. Uh, so what, basically what I'm saying is just give Isaiah a chance. Um, Let's, let's look at it. Let's look at it with fresh eyes and see what we can find. Uh, so as you get into chapters 1 through 12, uh, some of it will sound very familiar to you, especially if you are an avid reader of the Book of Mormon, um, because most of those chapters are the ones that Nephi included in his um, uh, recitation of those chapters in Nephi, 2 Nephi 11 through 25. So let's look at a couple of principles in these chapters and some mental health applications. Uh, the first is in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 15. And so the backstory here is, um, you remember that Jerusalem was destroyed. It was destroyed by the Assyrians. And uh, and this was something that the Lord had pr prophesied and predicted uh, through his prophets. And uh, so what's happening is the Assyrian king is basically bragging of all the things he was able to do in Jerusalem. Um 
and not realizing that the Lord had kind of used him as his tool to do that. So if you look in Isaiah 10, verse 15, uh, it says, Shall the axe boast itself against him that heweth therewith? Or shall the saw magnify itself against him that shaketh it? As if the rod should shake itself against them that lift it up, or as if the staff should lift it up itself, as if it were no wood. I've really loved the scripture for many, many years. And basically, it's just the idea of who is the actor and who is the tool. The scripture saying, uh, what should the axe boast about how much wood it was able to cut? Should the saw um, be proud about the fact of what it was able to do? And the question is, no, these are these are inanimate objects. And they only work because of someone who takes them in their hands, someone with skill who's able to do something. So I think one of the principles here is to remain humble in all that we do. Uh, too often we think that we can do everything ourselves. Um, we don't want to reach out for help. It's embarrassing to reach out for help. And so we think we can do it all of ourselves, especially when it comes to mental health issues. And the bottom line is pretty much every serious mental health issue is going to require some sort of outside help in order to get better. And even not serious issues, whether they require it or not, they can benefit from some sort of outside help. Um, the Lord is asking us to be humble and to recognize our dependence upon him. And that works amazing for spiritual progression. It works amazing for emotional progression as well. When we realize that we can't do everything on our own, that we're going to need some help from other people, then it is, uh, that makes a lot of difference because then we can, um, we can start to reach out and get some help. Um, and then I thought I was thinking about this earlier, and I thought, even if you had a situation you could completely manage on your own, what if you still reached out for a little bit of help? Then you give someone else an opportunity to bless you and for them to do something. So I just think when we're moved upon by the Holy Ghost to reach out for help, which I think we will be in many cases, um, there, there's, there's no downside to that. It's always going to bless the lives of someone. Okay, one more principle for the podcast today. This is from Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. So this is basically a warning against creating truth in our own image, um, changing things that don't accord with what we believe in order to, to make it fit our current beliefs. And, and that practice is rampant in society today. We're constantly adjusting the things that we learn from scripture, things that we learn from modern church leaders and saying, well, they probably didn't mean it this way. I'm trying, I'm going to fit it into what works better for me. Um, and that's not very helpful because the Lord teaches us truth through his servants and through the scriptures. And if we try to adjust that truth, it's not helpful. Uh, one of the most bedrock principles of mental health treatment is this idea of being able to look at your thinking and to adjust your thinking to align it more effectively with truth. Now, the advantage that members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have, and this is, is that we have access to all sorts of truth, um, ancient and modern scripture, uh, words of current church leaders. We have the gift of the Holy Ghost, which will teach us what is true in all situations. And so improving our mental health involves looking at those patterns of belief that we have, looking at those thoughts, comparing those thoughts to truth, and then adjusting those thoughts so that they are more consistent with what is actually accurate. Um, just a quick example, like if you believe you're a horrible person, 
that could lead to feelings of depression. But if you change that belief, because the truth is you are not a horrible person, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, you are always a beloved child of your heavenly father. And so changing that belief from I'm not a horrible person to I am a beloved child of heavenly father, that can change the way you feel about yourself. That can have an effect on those, uh, on those feelings. So I think we just need to take time to understand our thoughts, to get access to truth and not modify that truth, not create that truth in our own image, what suits us best, but change our own thoughts to align better with what is actually accurate. So before we get to this week's invitation, just a general reminder about these weekly invitations. Um, you're, uh, my in, I don't want you to do all of them. Please don't. It could be overwhelming very quickly. Choose the ones that you think best for you, uh, that you think are best for you, the ones that resonate with you, and uh, and do those. And over the weeks, you might find some overlap uh, in different ones. Um, this week's invitation is actually overlap from one we've done before um, on how to change our thoughts. It's a very, very important practice in mental health. So for this week, what I invite you to do is to write down a negative thought that you have frequently. Could be one of the ones like we talked about, like I'm a horrible person or whatever. Uh, typically, this will be a thought that contributes to some feelings of anxiety or depression. Then I want you to write down two things, two things that are inaccurate about that thought. And then write down a more accurate version of the thought you wrote. You're going to modify that thought to be more consistent with truth. I do have free worksheets that you can uh, download to help you remember this week's and former week's invitations. To find out how to get these, please sign up for my email newsletter. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you like this podcast, I invite you to subscribe so you can easily access new episodes each week. And please share this with your friends, people you think who might benefit from it. I also have a free anxiety management mini course that I've developed and would love to get you a copy. You'll learn um, tried and true methods to decrease fear and increase peace. Go to the show notes and click the link for more information. Thanks for listening. And until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.drdavidtmorgan.com.